is the Ellis Martin Report. When you hear us mention companies doing any kind of business, there's a large probability, if not a certainty, that the Ellis Martin Report is compensated for that mention. We're telling you this so you can make your own independent evaluation of these opportunities. Also, as with most leading-edge opportunities, if you can't afford to potentially lose your investment, don't risk it. We make no personal recommendations about any sponsor on this program. We encourage you to do your own research. Yes, we do as much due diligence as possible, but nothing is completely predictable in this big world. Here's an idea. Subscribe to the Ellis Martin Report. It's easy and it's free. Visit us at ellismartinreport.com. And now, here's Ellis Martin. I'm Ellis Martin. Join me now for a conversation with James Pettit, the president and CEO of Aubin Resources, trading as ABN on the TSX Venture Exchange and in the U.S. as ABNAF. Aubin Resources is a Canadian gold exploration company with significant projects in British Columbia, Saskatchewan, and the Yukon. Jim, welcome back to the program. Thanks a lot, Alice. You have some results out. Let's talk about that. We put out five more holes, so that's a total of eight holes reported on now, and I think we'll probably get to 24, maybe 25 by the time we finish up this year. The holes are longer and a bit steeper, and they're more oriented towards geophysics that we now know is there because we did a geophysical survey back in May, and there's lots of anomalies that we can work with that we see. We basically correlated that with the drilling from last year and the year before and then overlaid the geophysics on it. And we can kind of see a correlation between certain types of these anomalies. So that's what we're testing as we move south. We're outside of the high-grade core of the north boundary zone. We're just heading south of it. We tested around the old Naranda hole a bit and some of the geophysical anomalies there. And then as we head, that's about 300 meters south. And now we head even a little bit further because there's some interesting targets to work with. And we're actually doing some serious exploration work right now to get a handle on what we're looking at and what we've got there because we're in an area that's really highly mineralized throughout the whole boundary zone. We're starting to look at things more like alteration. We're well into quartz searsite alteration with some potassic alteration showing up in it, which gives us maybe an idea that there's a heat source nearby as you get more into the potassic alteration. So what we've got going on now is pretty exciting exploration work. I know the market wants to hit more high grade, but after drilling 30 some odd holes in the north boundary zone, we know what we have there. We're trying to reach out further from it and find out where it came from. Because when you get that type of alteration, quite often you're within a thousand meters of a source. So that's kind of where we're at right now. I think we've got 16, 17 more holes to report on. Anything can happen. I mean, we were very fortunate last year to come out in the very first hole with the results we did. I think the market was highly anticipating us to do a start like that again, but this is why it's called exploration. If you can figure out where it all comes from, your chances of success are that much greater. But still, when you're heading south in a different direction of the forest curve and you come up with grades of 19.85 grams per ton, that's not too bad, is it? That's very good, yeah. We're waiting for lots of results from the labs. It's a long wait, but we know we're going to hit more. There's certain holes that we probably won't. Just visually, we kind of get it, but there's lots that are. And even trying to rush assays now, they won't rush anymore. The labs are so busy, they just won't do any rush. We're going to end up with a timeline releasing results probably through to the end of October. Well, you just answered my next question, so more to come. Lots more. Jim, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining me today in the program. Anytime.
Thanks. I've been speaking with James Pettit, the president and CEO of Aubin Resources. Trading as ABN on the TSX Venture Exchange and in the U.S. as ABNAF. Find their logo on our website, ellismartreport.com. I'm Ellis Martin. Subscribe to the Ellis Martin Newsletter. It's free. Go to ellismartinreport.com and fill out the quick and easy pop-up form. I'm Ellis Martin. Join me for a conversation with Victor Cantori, the president and CEO of Amex Exploration, trading on the TSX Venture Exchange as AMX, and in the U.S. on the OTCQX as AMXEF. Amex Exploration is exploring its 100% owned Perone Gold Project in Quebec, Canada, featuring super high-grade intersects. Victor, welcome to the program. Nice to have you with us today. Thank you for having Amex on your show. Well, if you don't mind, give us an overview of the company. It is definitely the top performing company on the TSXV this year. When we're looking at this deposit, it's not just one deposit. The big story here is really size. We've discovered three zones right now. We're inside the Greenstone Belt. There's about seven kilometers of a Greenstone Belt on a fault, the Perron Fault. We've just discovered 2.4 kilometers of an auriferous corridor, and we've got a Another fault to the north, the Normatal Fault, which also runs a little over seven kilometers. It's an underexplored belt. The mine that's in proximity to us was the Normatal mine, which had 10 million tons. It was a VMS mine. Our chairman always said that there's gold in this area, and when you look at the results that we've been putting out, it shows that he was right all along. We're, you know, we're getting a lot of the questions of, well, what size is this? When it comes to size, the question is going to be, how big is this thing? Is it a million, two million, three million, five million ounces? It's really hard to determine right now, but right now there's three zones that have discovered. And you know, one thing to realize, you are in a greenstone belt. When you look at the Dester Porcupine Fault Zone, which is about 100 kilometers south of us, and the Cadillac Larder Break, in our land, you would be able to put in six, seven, or eight of those mines just in our land. So we really think there's multiple mines on this project. It's not one target. Well, let's talk about the Grey Cat and also the Gratian Zone. You've had some significant yeah. results in the last week. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Gratian Zone, where we spent a lot of our time this year exploring was on the Eastern Gold Zone. We put in about 20,000 meters. After today's press release, we announced that we already reached 27,000 meters of the planned 25,000, and most likely we're going to reach 40,000 meters by the end of the year, and again, it's fully funded. The Gratian Gold Zone was a zone that was discovered in the 90s. It was low-grade. Nobody cared about gold back in the 90s, but they're good in today's market, but on top of that, we did the recompilation, and we realized that there was potential to have higher grade shoots within that. So we drilled holes about 25 meters apart and we started getting uh, great results like uh, 16.77 grams over 4.25 meters, 27.46 grams over 4.9 meters, really big numbers. As we were doing all the compilation work from there, so that's one zone. This is a complete zone. That could possibly be one day a mine on its own. Then we drilled three holes 650 kilometers northeast of Gratien zone. That's where we discovered the Great Cat zone. We, we were getting results right from the surface, like 20 meters downhole. Downhole meaning so when you do the real vertical depth, you're looking around maybe 14, 15 meters. It's quite exciting. So, you know, you had grades of 3.42 grams at 26.9 meters, 34 meters at 1.89 grams. It's 28 meters at 1.26 grams. I mean, that is really high grade when you're looking at it. This is stuff that's pretty much at surface. So you're the president of the company. You're being conservative with your figures. As I look at this news release, and I'll say it, there is a zone where you have hit about 11 ounces per ton. And also a little bit less than that, about six ounces per ton. That's significant. Now, you're not banking on that necessarily, but that's the high end of what you're finding. And this is a district size play. Will you ever get to explore it all? Absolutely. We are planning to explore the entire uh, belt. That falls 
zone needs to be uh, explored complete. We're at 2.4 kilometers in an auriferous corridor, and we're going to explore the entire seven kilometers and the other seven kilometers on top. I mean, if you look at the other belt, they'll go from the Larone Pena mine all the way to the Musca mine, and that's how big this package really is. It's really about size. So we'll see some drill results again when? In the fall and spring? As we get them from the lab, we report them. We've been showing results every like three weeks or so. Then there was a little bit of a lull, and then now I think it's we've been having one press release every week. As the lab sends them over to us, we put them out. It doesn't take more than three or four weeks. Well, these are legitimate press releases. I don't like press releases if they're just fluff to talk about something uh, that's happening in the company, maybe appointing a new director or what have you. These are legitimate press releases that you can really sink your teeth in. Very impressive. No, no, absolutely. I mean, the distribution, like even in these high grades, the distribution of the gold is very, very good. Like I'll point out to one of the, um, our whole 19-PE 2019-22, that was our highest grade hit that we ever hit. It was 393.33 grams over 1.7 meters. I think that's probably one of the best results in uh, North America when you look at it by uh, metal count for this year. What we've done, it wasn't just one nugget that got spread across the 1.7 meters. What we did is we split that in three. And when you look at the numbers, you had the 1.55 meters is 236 grams. On 0.5 meters was 677 grams. That's like 20 ounces. And on 0.65, 307. That's important because the distribution of the gold is well distributed. It's not one nugget. When you look at these high grades, some people will tell you, oh, you got the nugget effect. Gold is very, very well distributed across our numbers. Well, this is an underexploited story. Certainly, the share price doesn't reflect the potential value in the ground. Is that because the company is fairly new to our audience? I think it's fairly new. This property has been in the company for 22 years. The Jacobi deformation zone was really known as a VMS belt. Our geological team proved otherwise. They've always believed that there was a huge gold potential. They're unlocking that potential right now. Let's talk about the share structure of the company, which is really important when you consider investing. Yeah, we currently have 55 million shares outstanding. On a fully diluted basis, it would be at 70 million. We currently have a market capitalization of $58 million and we have $3 million on hand. As the shareholders, Eric Sprott became a shareholder in uh, late February. He came in at 8.5%. He bought $3 million worth at uh, 75 cents with a half a warrant at a buck 25, which is good for 18 months. Commodity capital also came in at uh, 4.6% and they've also got the same warrants and management owns a little over 11%. It's a very good structure with only 55 million shares outstanding with the results that we've been putting out. When you look at the cost of drilling in that area, like not expensive at all. We've been able to drill there under $150 Canadian per meter, but that's all in. That's everything. That assays, food, lodging, everything. Quebec is one of the best jurisdictions in the world for mining, and you've got some majors around. Who's looking at you right now? Who's around you? We're on the Shikobi deformation zone. There's a bunch of mines in the Casabrera, the fault zone. Hecla's there. Detour's there. That's to the north. If you come down to the south on the desert Porcupine Fault Zone, you have the Holt Holloway uh, Complex, which is Kirkland Lake. There's the Westwood Complex of IM Gold. There's major, major companies all within one hour driving, the one to one and a half hour driving distance around us. So we are definitely in elephant country when it comes to finding gold mines. And let's talk about the team. So there's myself, been involved in mining for many years right now. I was part of the team of Namaska. The person that's really behind this story is uh, Jacques Trottier. He's our executive chairman. He's a PhD in economic geology. He was a person who found the Shawindo mine that was inside the Saladin exploration. He basically went to Peru uh, with $10,000, took this option, and I believe this project was sold for several hundred million dollars, I think $600 million just recently. And that's what I like about mine finders usually continue to find mines. The rest of the team, you have Pierre Carries, the chief operating officer, 
officer. They're all very well experienced with public companies. Kelly Malcolm, he was over at Detour. He was involved in the discovery of the high-grade 58 North Gold Deposit over at Detour, which is not too far from us. We have a very good team, independent directors also, all professionals and independent. We're really looking forward to becoming a great success in this space. Well, certainly you're one of the biggest stories in North America right now, especially in Canada. And I wish you all the best success in the coming months. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us today in the program, Victor. Thank you for having us, Ellis. Uh, looking forward to the next one. I've been speaking with Victor Cantori, the president and CEO of MX Exploration. Trading on the TSX Venture Exchange as AMX and in the U.S. on the OTCQX as AMXEF. Go to the company's website, mxexploration.com. I'm Ellis Martin. Would you like to be one of the first to see who we are following? Subscribe to our audio newsletter. It's free. EllisMartinReport.com I'm Ellis Martin. Join me now for a conversation with David Cole, the president and CEO of EMX Royalty Corp., trading on the TSX Venture Exchange and on the New York Stock Exchange as EMX. EMX is a precious and base metals royalty company whose investors are provided with discovery, development, and commodity price optionality, while limiting exposure to the risk inherent to operating companies. EMX has a sizable global portfolio of assets and has currently over $70 million in the Treasury and no debt. Dave, welcome to the program. Ellis, always my pleasure. If you don't mind, sir, since we haven't spoken in a while, give our audience an overview of your company. Happy to. EMX Royalty Corporation, ticker symbol EMX on the New York Stock Exchange ticker symbol EMX on the Toronto Stock Exchange. I founded the company 16 years ago after I left New Mining Corporation. And so what we do is we execute the prospect generation business model where we acquire large tracts of prospective mineral rights at value and then sell them to a market that's hungry for prospective mineral rights to advance. And we keep royalties. We also get shares and other payments. And so we've been building a royalty portfolio for 16 years, executing this business model. In addition to the organic growth of the royalty portfolio, through the execution of that model. We also buy royalties, so we've done a couple of key assets in the portfolio we have purchased. And we also make strategic investments. And our strategic investing has been phenomenally successful. We've had a 40% internal rate of return on invested capital after tax during the history of the company, which is an amazing number. That's driven by a couple of big wins, one of which was recently consummated where we sold a large copper gold discovery that we were a shareholder in, in Russia, far eastern Russia, for a tidy sum. And that puts us in a situation where we have over 55 million U.S. dollars in the bank in cash, in addition to some tradable securities and whatnot. And uh, that is, interestingly, about the same amount of cash that I've raised to build this company over its entire history. And we have, of course, no debt and 64 royalties around the world and a mineral property footprint associated with those royalties and other properties that we're advancing and marketing that totals up to around 2 million acres worldwide. We're in great shape. Now, you did say 64 properties around the world that you're obtaining royalties on. Is that what I heard? We have 64 royalties. That's correct. We have over 120 mineral property footprints or projects. You mentioned Russia, and it's been very good for the company. Are you pretty much jurisdictionally agnostic as long as they're all supportive? Well, that's a great question. If you look at our history, we've worked in all kinds of different venues, including Haiti, of all places we swear. That was a favorable transaction for our shareholders. We sold our Haitian assets off to Newmont Mining Corporation. They are advancing those, and we kept a royalty, as we always do in these assets. But we do most like right now, where we're working in Northern Europe, Norway, Sweden, and also the Western United States, Arizona, and Nevada. In uh, Arizona, we're the third largest mineral rights holder in the 
States. We have 9,000 mining claims in the Western United States, and we just love to acquire more prospective mineral rights. That puts us as the third largest mineral rights holder in the state of Arizona. In Northern Europe, in Sweden, we're the second largest mineral rights holder after Belieden, and I believe we're catching up to them as soon I believe we'll become the largest mineral rights holder in Sweden, where we're pursuing polymetallic systems, nickel, copper, lead, zinc, silver, and well as a, a whole host of great gold projects on what's called the Swedish Gold Line. We've just executed a deal there where we've sold off those properties to a new company backed by PI Financial for a combination of cash, shares, and royalties right down the heart of our business model. And they're doing a good job of advancing those. We just came out with a press release that gave folks an update with respect to the advancement of those projects. We just love that that type of method to advance our properties, sell them off to somebody else, they advance them. We can win twice through share ownership in the company as well as the royalty on the projects. We're also really active, Ellis, in Norway, where we're the largest mineral rights holder in the country. Once again, pursuing a myriad of different metals, the nickel belt that extends up through eastern Canada actually jumps across the ocean and goes into Norway and Sweden. We're pursuing that belt of acquiring nickel projects. Those have byproduct cobalt as well as copper. Those are in big demand right now because of the interest in battery metals, of course. We also have lead zinc silver projects there, and uh, we're looking at some exciting new gold properties in Norway as well. So with respect to your initial question about being agnostic with respect to what country you work in, it's really a function of understanding what the mineral potential of these regions of the world is and the amenability to be able to invest and work in those parts of the world. We've had a long history of working in very interesting venues, Russia, Turkey, Haiti, Serbia. We came into Serbia and helped them rewrite their money law after the Balkan Wars and acquired some very prospective mineral rights and built a reservoir capital with those mineral rights that we vended into reservoir. And they did a fantastic job at advancing those assets. And now we have royalties on the big discovery in the Timok Magmatic Complex in Serbia, which is the largest copper and gold discovery in the history of Europe. It's now being advanced by Zizing. And we're sitting here with a uh, one half of 1% royalty over that. And we're very, very, very pleased with that. Just another example of country diversity and execution of business model. What I find interesting, in addition to country diversity, you're almost agnostic with regard to polymetallic structure of the world. In the junior space, the base metals really aren't moving right now. Copper as well. Battery metals are slugging along, but all this is irrelevant as is the sector in general with regard to EMX. You've pretty much, I'm saying this in a forward-looking way, you've pretty much de-risked the mining. Yes. Yep, through the execution of the model. Short-term aggravations in metal prices, they don't have much of an impact on us. We're looking out decades, what metals are going to be good to own. And we're passionate about gold. We've always loved gold. Passionate about copper. We think the long-term trend in copper is the mineral economist that we follow believes that the globe will consume as much copper in the next 25 years as has been consumed throughout all of history, which is rather astonishing. And that just points to how important it is to own more mineral rights, have more royalties, have other people advancing more assets. And so copper's uh, down right now because of trade war concerns, etc. Long term, we're very bullish copper. We think it's very good to be exposed to that metal. Zinc and nickel and cobalt, all great asset, asset classes to be exposed to. What do you think is the strongest part of your company? Is it the geological team? Oh, it's the team. Our alpha is economic geology. Has been from the beginning. And it's the application of that economic geologic talent around the to acquire prospective mineral rights, 
add value, sell it on to an industry hungry for prospective projects and keep royalties. And, and so our alpha is for economic geology talent. I don't see a great amount of volatility in your stock. It's, it's steady as it goes with gradual movement upward. We think that's going to continue to increase. We don't know for a fact. For you being a junior mining company, I think I want to think of you more as a royalty company. It's sort of unusual. And that volatility feels safer than a lot of other things you might want to risk on in the microcap space and the junior space in this realm to begin with. Yeah, happy to talk about that. The, the stock price is representing the de-risking aspect of the business model. So we get less aggravations. I will point out that we're up three and a half times in the last three and a half years. We're sitting here with 55 million US dollars in the bank and about $110 million market capitalization. So our enterprise value is only around 50, $55 million. I believe that underestimates the value of the whole portfolio for sure. The best way to see that I believe that is by looking at my trades, which are all filed. And I've been a consistent buyer of EMX stock over the course of the last four years. My intent is to continue that. Let's talk about the Carlin trend in Nevada and the Leeville royalty. There's some exciting news coming out there. As you know, the Carlin trend is one of the most prolific gold mineralized regions in the world and certainly in the United States. And we're very pleased to have a royalty previously operated by Newmont Mining Corporation on the Carlin trend. Newmont and Barrick formed a big joint venture company called Nevada Gold Mines. That's now the largest gold mining complex in the world, quite interestingly enough speaking to the endowment of Nevada for gold deposits. And we've got a nice chunk of, of a royalty there on the northern portion of the Carlin Trend, covering the Leeville mine and a portion of turf and a portion of the Carlin East mine and other advancing discoveries there. And, and after the Denver Gold Group Forum, that's an annual forum conference that happened here in Denver just a couple of weeks ago, they had an analyst tour. And that analyst tour went out on site to visit the various mines that Barrick, who's the operator of the joint venture, is proud of. And they came out with a PowerPoint presentation that is publicly available document. And in that PowerPoint presentation, they specifically highlighted the resource and reserve growth and the resource and reserve potential within our royalty footprint there at Leeville and in the greater Leeville area. So we're really excited about that. That's a key value driver for us. That's paid to us about $13 million U.S. since we've owned the royalty there. And we believe it'll be a very long-lived royalty. And apparently, Barrick feels that way as, as well, part and parcel to the information that they disclosed at the analyst tour. So what can we look forward to with EMX for 2020? More of the same. We are going to continue our organic growth. We're going to continue to acquire prospective mineral rights around the world. I think we're going to see continued deal flow. That's one of the things that EMX has always done well is to get our projects sold, even in bad markets. And that continued deal flow is just building our asset base. And as we continue to build that asset base over the long haul, the stock will respond accordingly. And I believe that the stock price has a long ways to go. That's why I've personally been buying. Dave, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. I look forward to seeing you soon somewhere on the planet. Thanks so much for joining me today on the program. Ellis, thank you. Always my pleasure. I've been speaking with David Cole, the president and CEO of EMX Royalty Corp, trading on the TSX Venture Exchange and on the New York Stock Exchange as EMX. Go to the company's website, emxroyalty.com. I'm Ellis Martin. Subscribe to the Ellis Martin Newsletter. It's free. Go to ellismartinreport.com and fill out the quick and easy pop-up form. I'm Ellis Martin. 
Join me for a conversation with Nam Dhaliwal, the president and CEO of Gatling Exploration, trading as GATGF in the U.S. and on the TSX Venture Exchange as GTR. Gatling Exploration is a Canadian gold exploration company focused on advancing the larger project located in the prolific Abitibi Greenstone Belt in northern Ontario. The larger property hosts three high-grade gold deposits along the Cadillac Larder Lake Break, 35 kilometers east of Kirkland Lake. Nav, welcome back to the program. Okay. We're visiting with you today in Beaver Creek, Colorado. You bet. Thank you so much for having me. We've got some exciting news. Let's talk about the bear deposit. Absolutely. So just recently, we put out a news release that we're quite excited about. We've had a 200-meter step out, which returned values of over 10 grams, over 5 meters. Very encouraging for us as we continue to drill and progress our project. Again, I can say that we're very encouraged on the results of our scene, and we're continuing to drill. And not only are we drilling on the bear deposit, we got a sec break up on the Curvit that recently acquired earlier this year, property we acquired from Tech, and we've got a completed four holes that are in the lab. So again, we are progressing, Ellis. And once again, that's 10.6 grams per ton of gold over five meters at the Larder Gold Project. And this is really great news. It's consistent grade over a significant piece of property. So what's the next step for you? It is drilling, drilling, drilling. Ellis, this is what we do as a junior explorer. We put our program together and we continue to get out there and we're being rewarded at the end of the drill bit here. Having the successes that we've seen just recently on this latest news release. And again, we're just going to start following up all these results and keep moving the company forward. We've uh, announced that we've or sorry, increased our drill program from 10,000 meters to 20,000 meters. And we look to increase that here in short order as well. We're a fully funded company and we are going to continue doing what we do best, getting out there and showing uh, the investing community why uh, Gatling is definitely a company that they should have on their radar, if not already involved with us. Now, let's talk about Beaver Creek, Colorado right now, the conference that you're at, and you're seeing a lot of positive response from interested institutions, potential investors. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Our schedule is absolutely stacked here. This has been a show that gold actually in favor right now. You can see a lot more smiles walking around. You believe you've got some more exciting news coming around the corner. Absolutely. As I was mentioning before, we haven't stopped drilling. There's going to be an abundance of news flow. And uh, what I can tell the investing community and shareholders currently, that's tuned. We will uh, continue to keep them apprised of our development. We're looking forward to it. This is a very prolific area in Ontario, Canada. Detour Lake, Kirkland, that area. And Eco Eagle being our neighbor. What we've been very successful at doing is consolidating the last bit of that Cadillac Larder Falls right next door to an Eco Eagle's Queenston project, which is comprised of their Upper Beaver and Upper Canada deposit. This is definitely a unique position for us as well, being the only junior explorer in this area, actively working and continuing to move the needle. Well, Nav, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining me today on the program. Thanks, Ellis, and I look forward to talking to you very soon. I've been speaking with Nav Dhaliwal, the president and CEO of Gatling Exploration, trading as GATGF in the U.S. and on the TSX Venture Exchange as GTR. Do your own research on this company first by going to their website, GatlingExploration.com. I'm Ellis Martin. Gatling Exploration is a paid sponsor of the Ellis Martin Report. Subscribe to the Ellis Martin Newsletter. It's free. Go to EllisMartinReport.com and fill out the quick and easy pop-up form. Join us next time for more opportunities to discover on the Ellis Martin Report. Meanwhile, subscribe to the Ellis Martin Report. It's easy and it's free. Visit EllisMartinReport.com.